It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast with Kate and Peggy Nelligan. This is a mother and daughter podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to my mom. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. So, my name is Kate. I'm an equine partnered life and career coach, animal communicator, speaker, and author. And mom, do you want to share a little bit about your background in metaphysics? Sure. Yeah, I've um, I've been studying metaphysics for many, many years, and I was director of the metaphysical center for probably about a dozen years. Um, I've been many, many roles on the governing board, um, as well as having taught the thirteen level course of study um, at least twice. <laughs> and I just I'm very passionate about the topic. I think it's it just has a lot of um, wisdom that helps people to live a better life. And I think that's what metaphysics does. It's not a religion, but it is a way of using the information to help your life grow um, and become more consciously aware. Yeah, so this podcast episode is about manifesting. We're calling it the magic of manifesting because there is science and information behind manifesting and a practice to it, but I think there's just also a lot of mystery and magic connected to it as well. And I am just really excited because this is one of my favorite topics and there's stuff I didn't know that my mom prepared for our listeners today. So I'm excited to kind of dive in, and I am also just really grateful to be doing this podcast with you, Mom, because I've learned so much from you over the years and all of your esoteric wisdom, and I know that you're really dedicated to mastery for yourself and for others, so I'm I'm excited to dive in. Great. So what, let's start with the basics. We were originally going to call this Manifesting 101. Let's start with the basics. What is the actual definition of manifesting? Yeah, that that's, you know, I decided to look it up in Webster just the way everybody else does when you want to get a definition. Um, and very basically, it's manifesting is just the process of creating something or turning something from an idea into a reality. That's the basic and it, and that's in every field, not just spiritual, but or metaphysical. It's in business. It's everything. Taking an idea and moving it into from that realm of the idea into a reality that is practical that you can use in some way. Yeah, when I looked it up, I saw the word making something clear or being able to perceive something with the senses, which I thought was really cool because they're talking about the five senses, right? So it's being able to actually like experience something with your senses. So it's in many ways making something a reality. Um, so it's kind of that going from concept to reality and having it be about clarity. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Do you have any history you want to share about where manifesting has kind of come from? Yeah, it's, this word has it just 
popped up. It's shown up in the last 10 years. You know, it's always been around. And it's actually can be traced back to ancient spiritual teachings, particularly from um, the Hindu religion. Um, and, and the basic idea is the unity of your mind, body, and the universe and how you use that all together. And that's where it can really be traced back to at that point. But, you know, it's so interesting because when the movie The Secret came out or The Law of Attraction, this goes back to like 2006, um, it it became very popular then. People wanted to attract that reality, and they thought it was about just getting whatever I want, very, very much in a kind of a way. But, you know, what I learned is that TikTok, has really been promoting it. And so since about 2010, social media has really picked up on this concept of how you can manifest things into your life. And then, of course, your thought leaders like Oprah Winfrey, Jimfrey, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Gabriel Bernstein, all of them have really promoted the concept of manifesting as well. Yeah, it's so... Also, it's, gotten a bad rap as well because a lot of people and I'm not sure where it came from but they have often referred to it as just wishful thinking and they put it down you know you're a Pollyanna it's just wishful thinking and in reality it isn't it's much more than that well I mean to for something to manifest there's a, a process it goes through and we're going to talk a little bit about that today but ultimately I mean I loved when the seeker came out because for me it was it made a lot of concepts I already knew and understood a little bit more mainstream and accessible to the masses. And like, I could have a conversation with like the guy I was with at the time about what is the law of attraction. And even just to start to talk about the laws, I mean, we only ever really think about the law of gravity, but there's so many different spiritual laws that are realities here. And it, it opened up a conversation. It certainly made a lot of speakers and authors very famous and then it got a lot of heat where people started to say, oh, my gosh, it's just materialism. And what I find to be really cool about manifesting is it's really about who you become when you go through the process of manifesting and how it can actually be an activation and catalyst for spiritual gifts like intuition, like, you know, alignment and values and, and direct knowing and a lot of these pieces. So I actually find it to be a really great introduction to spiritual life. Um, but yeah I, agree. I, yeah, I I definitely think it's, it's super interesting. So let's talk for a moment about law of attraction because there you did some research on this and, and also there's law of deliberate creation. So why don't you explain a little bit about those? Yeah, there is a difference between the law of attraction and the law of deliberate creation. Um, and yet the same word, manifesting, is used for both of them. So my understanding is, is that the law of attraction is really, um, it's a magnetic vibrational match. Um, whatever you're vibrating at, whatever the level, high vibe, low vibe, whatever, that vibration is going to attract to you into your life. Whereas the um, deliberate creation, the concept of law of deliberate creation, using the divine consciousness. And um, it's hard to explain, but they're, they're really, we are human beings. And so we have a human consciousness. Um, that is our human mind. But we are also spiritual beings. 
We are divine beings. And so we also have a divine mind, a divine consciousness that we operate from both. So when you're really being focused on your from your human mind, you will get a letter a, a level of manifestation that is wonderful. And that's fine. But if you're really interested in growing spiritually, you really want to be tapping into the idea of creating your reality, not just simply manifesting it, bringing it up for you. You want to be able to create it in some way. And that's the difference between the two. Yeah, the, you wrote a nice prep for this. And I, you wrote, like, when we're creating in a physical realm, we use our local mind, our imagination, our thoughts, and our ideas, that works then with the body. So, for instance, if you're to manifest a painting, you know, you have an idea of what you want to paint, um, or at least you're opening. So you have an idea, and then you paint it, right? And and there's Mm -hmm. some linear pieces to it. But then there's the manifesting with the muse, which is like the divine creation of, like, just like I did this in my painting classes in the past where I would just have a blank slate and just see what wanted to come through me. And I had no plan and no agenda, no idea. And then the muse would literally divine consciousness would create through me and my body in some ways like a channel, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. painting my feet to not doing it in any sort of linear fashion and on 10 feet large, you know, things. And so that, that is a really cool process too, where, you know, there's just like a slight difference between, creating as a human being and creating as a spiritual being without necessarily mm-hmm. an agenda or a plan. Right, right. Yeah, and I think so. that's why it's important that when, um, I know we, you and I have gotten into the session about the mind, and I won't get into it in depth because we've, we've actually dealt with it in a podcast before, but there really is a local mind and a universal mind, and we are part of both, actually. And that's why it sometimes gets confusing because people will say, I've tried to manifest such and such and it's not happening. And it's like, okay, where are you coming from? And that's where you go back to this idea of a vibrational match. Um, You have to start at that. You know, whatever your vibration is, is what you'll be attracting. So what are your thoughts? You know, what are, where, where are your thoughts? And is that going to manifest? How is that going to manifest for you? So. Yeah, and the different planes of reality being the physical, the emotional, and the mental. And as we've talked in the Heart Intelligence podcast, you know, the heart is also a brain, a mind, so to speak. It has, and so mm-hmm. there's a piece there um, where, you know, there is some background to the field of creation and where we're coming from. Um, right. So See that- talk for a moment about the importance of the emotional realm in creation in manifesting okay um you know when you mentioned the idea that they each have their own brain and the mind there there really is just one mind and the mind you might be another word for it might be consciousness so we have local consciousness and universal consciousness we have the divine mind and and the human mind and that is what takes place the mind then is is in every every cell. It's not just something that's outside of the brain or something that's outside of the heart. There is a heart, there is a mind connected to the heart. There is a mind connected to the brain in the head. There is a mind connected to the body, to the gut. We often use that term 
you know, gut brain, mind, um, cranial brain, heart brain, whatever. But it's the mind that's doing the creating because that is the conscious part of creation is the mind. So when you want to talk about the emotional plane, that's the part that has to do with feelings and vibrations, whereas the mental plane has to do with like ideas, what you said before, imagination, thoughts. That's that's the mental plane, and the, the emotional plane has to do more with the feelings and vibrations. When you combine the two, when you get the heart involved with the cranial brain, when you get your feeling involved with your ideas, that's when manifestation takes place. Manifestation is just well, wait, expression. Wait, wait, can it be separate? Okay. Can you just manifest from the emotional level or just from the mental level? Well, you know, I can't answer that as a yes or no, and the reason is because we are all of it. We are not just emotional beings. Right, we right. are not just right. exactly. So right. the the concept is is that we really it's the combination of the two that causes the manifestation to take place. It, it's like the expression. You know, when you if you just have a thought, you can have a thought all you want gonna really go to many places which is good because most of us are super crazy with our freaking monkey minds and our thoughts and if all of that manifested it would be like a total circle here on earth so yeah i mean like thank god none of our thoughts just manifest instantaneously right so right exactly but that's why if you put some real feeling behind it if you add some emotion to your thought i mean deep intense emotion to what it is that you're desiring if you add that emotion, it's the emotionally charged thought that causes this manifestation to take place. That it's, you might think of it as the offspring, you know, the, the, the two of them, and then the, the manifestation is the offspring of the two. Um, so here's it's, something it's, that I'm just thinking about right now. Sorry to interrupt you. I just don't understand good. all of a sudden. So here, here I go. Like, I manifest through often a place of neutrality, right? Which we're going to talk about the process in a minute. But like the the relaxed, like like trust and surrender that things are coming my way, right? So I don't necessarily get like super attached and emotional to what I'm trying to manifest, and it still manifests. So so can you explain that? Well what's coming to mind is that it isn't an attachment that I'm talking about here. When I say an emotionally charged thought, I'm not talking about being attached to the thought, but it isn't just a random thought that goes through your mind, you know, or your brain. It really is something that is, is a deeper level that you have something. Believe me, surrender is a strong emotion. That is one well, of the things. Well, I that... think it, what you're pointing at is intention because it's like you can have a thought and it can be fleeting, right, mm-hmm. or you can have many thoughts and they're not – it's just like there's no salience to it, right? It's not precious. So when you start to make thoughts very, very precious, either a lot of fear-based thoughts or a lot of like higher vibration light-based thoughts, they become more salient, right? So I think exactly. sometimes it's like – how often you're thinking about it. It's like a frequency, but I also think it's the intention, right? So 
and then there's a desire, which we haven't talked about, but like when I spoke at TEDx, the theme was desire. So I did a ton of research back then. My talk was on perfectionism, but I did a ton of research around desire and like does it serve us or not serve us, right? And I still find desire to be a piece of this because like what you wrote is there needs to be an emotional shift, a deep and true desire to that's felt that then allows a thought form to crystallize. Right, to take an energetic um, beingness. So I'll call it a beingness, right? Like, mean, Mm -hmm. it comes, starts to come into form. But there's also some science to this, which we need to get into before we go into the process. What is pre matter and how does that affect this whole process? Yeah, that, that to me was fascinating when I, when I really learned about that. Everything that is in existence in this universe. Now, in other universes, that may be different. But in this universe, matter comes with a template. Um, and that's what's called pre-matter. It's something that exists before the actual form is formed. In other words, it's sort of like if you think about a sculpture. Um, when they start sculpting something, they might start with like a, a wire mesh put over a form. And that's like the idea. I have an idea that I'm going to do something. And then they put the clay on it. So everything that is in existence in this universe, um, when I say in existence, that's in material form, comes with pre-matter. And it can well, be is an that event. The matrix? Is the, or is that something else? Uh, no, the matrix is something a little different. Um, because that has to do a lot with the grid lines that form around everything, particularly the earth right. when you're talking about it. But it really is, it's more, it's just, um, it's, in other words, hmm, how do I explain it? It's more like your thought that, that you have, that you want to create something, um, can't go anywhere. That's all it is. It's just a thought. And so that's, the pre-matter. It's before you get into the actual, in order to physically represent your thought, that's where you have to have the emotionally charged shift that takes place. So something mm-hmm. gets connected between the two, and that's when the manifestation takes place. But well, everything, even an event. The metaphor I has, keep getting is eating, is just this eating thing where you, food is just food. But then if you ingest it and you digest it, then it actually does something to your body, whereas otherwise it's just sitting there like food, right? And it doesn't have any impact on you unless you actually ingest it and digest it. So to me, I'm almost feeling like the thoughts are ingested and digested and then manifest, you know, and then they actually affect your life when they are created. Right, right. It's fascinating because it's consciousness that actually forms this template. Um, it, it, it's a real thing. I mean, pre-matter actually has weight and substance. Um, so thoughts are matter. I mean, they do contain matter, but it's, but it's pre-matter. It's before it actually manifests into a thought form. You know, that can happen. It can happen but it's before it gets to that point, and that's why they call it pre-matter, before it actually comes comes into a 3D reality of some kind. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it occurs in the imagination, on the mental plane or in the mind. Um, it's like an etheric or energetic form of whatever it is. But then when you get the emotional shift, some kind of a desire, then it will crystallize and become matter, 
become a thought form, something in reality. Now, the, the thing that I thought was interesting, Katie, and I'm, I'm going I'm to bring it up because I, I, I didn't know this. So some objects are already created. We're not, we're not the only things in the universe that create things. <laughs> um, and so some things are already created, and the matter is, is gathered around there. And your job, if you want to manifest it, is to call it to you. But there also is a possibility that you can create the matter. You can, from with your thought and your emotional connection, you can actually create the matter. And I think some, there, gosh, I meant to look at Sai Baba. It just jumped in. Sai Baba was an uh, Hindu, was an Indian um, holy man, and he would. I remember twenty years ago. He has since passed on, but he he would in with groups of people around him he would literally reach into what I call the thin air and he would bring in objects. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's different levels of of manifesting that Wayne Dyer used to talk about too, where he would say, you know, if you want pizza tonight, you can order, you can, you can drive to the store and wait for them to make your pizza and drive home with it. And there's a lot of like linear steps to that, right? And you can manifest yourself having pizza for dinner. The next step would be, you know, you could use a delivery service and someone could go get it for you. Less steps, faster manifestation, creation of it. And that can happen. And then he'd say there's another one where it's like synchronicity where, you know, the neighbor had made pizza and has extra and is like, hey, would you like some? I just, man, it just shows up because you were really feeling like you wanted it. And then there's that, which I love playing in that space and it happens to me a lot. I'm like, oh, I'd really love, like for me, it's hard to find like certain gluten-free goodies. And like, I'm like, yeah, I don't even know if that exists. But then I'm like, oh, I'd really love like this random gluten-free thing. And then all of a sudden I'll be somewhere and I'll like see it within like a day or two. And I love that because Mm -hmm. that's just like, you know, creating from that space of things showing up with ease and grace, which is I, I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan. Like a lot of people I know are setting an intention for ease this year. And my, one of mine words is relaxation. And I think manifestation comes from more of that relaxed nervous system space, which there's probably research on that, that we don't have at this moment around the somatic, how the physicality of things happen. But but basically, then he would say there's that next level, which most of humanity is nowhere near, which is thinking of a pizza and having it show up out of thin air. And mm-hmm. I believe we're not at that level because we don't have, like, the values and integrity as a humanity yet to be able to handle that kind of creation. But the yogic masters, Yogananda has stories, all of his, you know, who he trained with has stories. Um, I've experienced it with Yogaraj, who's a Himalayan master um, that I was introduced to through friends and attended his workshop. I saw him do things like, so, you know, there's a lot in that. It's interesting because magicians, right? A lot of them are using sleight of hand and like different ways of creating things that look like it's out of thin air. But there is a lot of, I think, high level manifesting and psychic Mm -hmm. powers and, um, you know, gifts that people are using to create like what looks like magic, but it really is manifesting things out of thin air, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
yeah. it's really it, it we we are we can do that um you know you know more about the pyramids than i do it'd be fun to do a topic on egyptian spirituality because you have so much background teaching that um but i think you know there's probably a theory out there that the pyramids were manifested through <laughs> thought form rather than being built brick by through brick sound. right through sound <laughs> Well, it sounds like it sound light and and color, right? Sound light right. and color are three of the major creators, creation forms, right? So, mm-hmm. in your research, yeah. it looked like pre matter is a, is a light form, correct? It is, yeah. It's, right. it, it's sometimes described as the astral light. It has a bit of a bluish tone. It is. It's a form of light. Mm-hmm. Well, and so if everything is technically light or the consciousness of love, right, right. then that's right. where it would be created from, is that space. Exactly. Right. That's it. So, exactly. yeah. One so of the things that I, Go ahead. I wanted to make a point is that um, when we're talking about manifesting, whether whether you're creating new matter or whether you're calling matter to you, whatever it would be, I think one of the biggest um issues that a lot of people have, I know I certainly do, is that I still think of things as separate from me. Things are outside of me. So I'm calling something to me from somewhere, or I'm creating something that's going to exist separate from me. And the reality of all of this, what the manifestation really comes from, the the thing you wish to manifest already exists. It already exists inside of you and outside of you. And so if you can cultivate the feeling of already having whatever it is that you want to have, you will be much more likely to attract that to you. And that that's something that's it's really hard to understand, you know, this idea of being one with everything. It's it's a little mind-blowing, I think. Yeah, I mean, there is, I like how you first said unity, because I do think that is a huge piece to all of this. And it would make sense because yoga's definition at its simplicity is also union. And so Mm -hmm. it would make sense that the yogic masters were creating and manifesting through the energy of unity, which is that everything is one. And as we're connected to that space, that's how we can change our realities, Um, so I love all of that. So mm-hmm. let's go into, like, first of all, like, just briefly, why would we even want to manifest? Well, <laughs> um, that's a good question to ask anybody. Why, why would you want to manifest something? And I, I think inherently we, the higher part of humanity, each one of us, each person, the higher part of us, whatever you call it, the higher self, the God self, whatever word you use for it, um, is a very high vibrational state of consciousness. We are connected with the divine. That's why I said we, we have both a human and a divine mind, and we also have a human and a divine consciousness. So I think humans have this, I'm going to say inherent, desire to have this joy, the peace, that enlightenment that comes. We want to live in that space. And so we're searching for how do we go about bringing that. And it's about raising that vibration to a level that you want to live at. So that's the first thing, the first reason I think um, people, 
and, and it's a more spiritual reason, I guess, to think of something like that. Um, I think another reason is, is it's a very practical, concrete kind of a thing. If you set a goal, you are much more likely to attract that goal happening in your life. So goals are very motivating. So if you decide you're going to manifest something, that's a goal. You can set it up and you're much more likely to have it occur if you do something like that. Um, And I think the third reason right now, because of what we've just been through, you know, with the COVID-19 and the pandemic, I think a lot of people are feeling out of control. We don't, we've lost our sense of control with everything, every area of of the world. Um, and so I think that it allows people to kind of feel like they're taking charge of our lives again when they feel they can focus on manifesting something. Those are just a few reasons why I think people will, you know, will manifest. You probably could ask 10 different people and get 10 other different answers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we have these egos, which, you know, depending on how in check they are, are, you know, I talk a lot in that TEDx about like how we feel we can be feel an ego can be very insatiable. So there is that level of like wanting things just because we want them. And for some people, I think it is like egoic, and it's a game, like, I just want this, I'm going to get it. And then there's also the really big misunderstanding that we've all bought into that when we have something outside of ourselves, it will provide some sort of happiness or fulfillment, mm-hmm. which is literally the biggest lie. And I think the United States feels it the most because of the whole American dream and like the more, the better. And I think what's happening with the age of Aquarius is we're dismantling a lot of that and understanding that like true happiness is the power within knowing that we have everything we possibly need to feel content and fulfilled and then, you know, sharing ourselves with others and being of service is really where a lot of, like, great joy and contentment comes from. I think that ultimately we're going to see a change in materialism, especially, you know, when we go through these economic changes, crises, whatever you want to call it, like, we have to rethink, like, what do we need, you know? And I love the decluttering mm-hmm. movement because it's really about – you know, the fact that a simple life is actually often a sweet life and a very potent life because it it allows us to realize that most of what we need is non-tangible. So, I mean, I personally love manifesting because, you know, it can be really fun to explore what happens in the process of going for, or like I say, goat for, because I work with goats, to go for your dreams and to see, you know, the dream cultivation is something as a coach that I just believe so strongly in and I love helping people get what they want because I just think who you become in the journey to going towards what you want is really a huge spiritual practice and journey um, that is about the soul, really. It's like the soul's evolution that gets to be enhanced in that process of going for what we want. Because if we were like, I have everything, I'm good, there isn't a lot of, like, motivation to actually, you know, go be and do in the world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we really are both. Like, we have the beingness and the doingness in us. So I think it's a great process of bridging heaven and earth. I think it's a great process of bridging being and doing. And I also think it's a great process of bridging masculine and feminine, the the action and the receiving. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm 
a fan of manifesting. I've done so many vision board workshops. I have created <laughs> some of my biggest coaching tools are around helping people create a manifest me which for certain areas of their lives. And I love watching people do it and be like, get clear about what they want and then go and achieve it and then just feel like we gain a lot of self-confidence when we achieve things that we want. I, as a coach, just like to get deeper into like, okay, well, you want that, but why? Right? Like, and really excavating, how do you say, excavating the ego because Mm -hmm. the ego is like, well, I want it because then dad will be proud of me or I want it because then I'll feel like I'm enough. And it's this, like it's it's literally a shadowy aspect rather than like, oh, I want this because like it's going to make me smile every day of my life, right? Like that is what I, when I was between a regular car and a convertible and my best friend goes, will it make you smile every day of your life to get the convertible? And I'm like, yes. She's like, so do it, right? And that's like <laughs> that high level joy and high vibration like bleeds out into the world then, right? So Anyways, I, I could go on, but um, let's talk about the process because we could talk about this forever. We probably have like another 10 minutes here. So let's talk yeah. about the process of manifesting. Um, what are some of the how-tos that you really kind of believe in um, when you think about the process? Well, there really is only one. <laughs> it's that simple, I think, and that is where are you? identifying where are you at your own vibrational level because that's what you will not you're manifesting whether you're intending to manifest or not look at your life your life is where your vibration is and if you want something different you have to change the vibration that is the very bottom line so if you want to become more spiritual and you don't even think about meditating you're missing a key piece of the puzzle. <laughs> you know, that's, that's well, let's be real. Simple. I'm very spiritual and I'm not the world's <laughs> greatest meditator. <laughs> no, I, that I understand. Oh, no. I, I, and, and I understand that. I'm just saying if you meditate, you know you're going inside and you know you're within and you're going to come up with some things that you want to look at very carefully. That's the first step to actually increasing your vibration. You can't change your vibration if you don't know where you are. You've got to first identify where you are, and then you can go. Now, meditating is not the only place, obviously. You do a lot of work with shadow work and breath work and all of those practices um, that actually bring you to a place of identifying, where am I and where do I want to be? That's the first step. And so if you can identify what it is that's going on inside of you, then you can say, where do I want to change that? And that alone is going to raise the vibration. So you can't just, you know, all of a sudden start out, you know, being angry when you wake up every morning and say, I'm going to manifest whatever. (laughs) And it's not going to happen because your vibration is at the level. You know, do you remember the book um, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins? And they, he talks about levels of human consciousness, and it goes from like zero to a thousand. And when you talk about the lowest level, shame, um, shame, fear, guilt, anger, the lower levels, those are kind of basic survival things. And if that's where you're coming from and you can look at that, it's going to be real hard to manifest anything out of that range 
your consciousness because that's where your consciousness is. Whereas if you, you go in at a higher level, the numbers were like 250 to 500, 499 actually, you're going to manifest that's a higher vibrational consciousness. So therefore, you know, courage is involved in that. Um, logical thinking is involved at that level. If you're doing that instead of operating from a fear mode, you're going to have a much better chance at manifesting something. And then, of course, if you get up to the third level, above the level of 500, that's where you can begin to understand how love brings it in or the oneness, the joy, the peace. All of those will begin to flow more readily to you. The thing I find fascinating, and I remember reading this from Hawkins' book, we go back and forth all the time. We, we don't achieve a level and then just stay there but we may operate from a, a different level more than another level. But we go back and forth. We go in and out all day long. But I think the first step that you asked is really identify where you are and where you want to be. Yeah, which I hear is like kind of life review, self-assessment, self-awareness. I like to do needs assessments with clients too. And like it reminds me too of um, our master's program in spiritual psychology, which was – always saying outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So if you don't like what you're seeing out there, what on in the inside do you need to change? And I, mm-hmm. I like how you wrote in what you sent me, you set up a vibrational match with strong, consistent emotional connection. Vibration is the pulse of creation. And then create a crystallized offspring of your imaginative thought and matching emotional vibration, which is big words, but it... <laughs> If you pause this and listen to it, it's super helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're talking about step one. I like to think of six steps in manifesting, and I've taught whole classes on this, so we're not going to cover it in depth. But clarity is that first part, right? It's that specific knowing um, of what it is you want why you want it, right, and really pulling out, like I mentioned before, the ego versus the soul. Um, And there's nothing wrong with an ego want. It's just what I found, like I wanted to be VP by 33. I did it at 31. I obviously took a lot of action to get there, but I also, I did a lot of visualization because I was really clear, I was really specific that I wanted it. But of course then, because I thought it would be, like what would give me get me all the words of affirmation and all of like the credibility and the societal approval. It like the high lasted for a minute, right? Maybe a week, um, and that was it. And then I'm like, oh, well, now what? And what's next? And that's like the ego. What it does? Like, okay, we're well, we gonna be CEO of the company now. And that is literally what my ego did until I went okay, I can't keep chasing the next best thing or have shiny object syndrome or have this whole, like, you know, hole that I feel like I need to fill. I need to come at life from being whole and complete. And when we do, that's when I really shifted to the soul-centered mm-hmm. life. Like, how can I be of service? So I think clarity is important, which is why I usually clients come to coaches, right? I have clients that come and say, I need, I don't know what I want or I know what I want, but I don't know how to get there. And we get really clear and we get into the why and into the feeling. Okay, so what's the feeling that more money will provide you? Usually people will say freedom, right? Like, mm-hmm. And so what's the feeling of being in a romantic relationship that you really want? Support, connection, right? So we get into the deeper feelings. And then I tell people it's about an ask. Make an ask. 
And you can have different ways that you ask. You can pray. You can visualize through meditation. You can listen to guided You can write it down. I love to do new moon wishes. I write down what I want to manifest um, on the new moon. I also ask specifically my guides, especially and my clients' guides when I'm working with them. And then I ask the horses. To me, is my secret sauce that I share with my equine <laughs> coaches that I train. I ask them. And, like, I will say, okay, I'd like to manifest the client. And I actually do a process called Manifesting with Horses every single week where I tell my horses what it is I'd like and then I just watch it show up and it's so wonderful. So you can ask specific beings. You can you essentially what you're doing is your higher self is pairing with that universal consciousness, right? And um yeah. you can ask, you know, angels, you can ask you can ask who however you would like to ask. Um, and they always, you've always said to me, like, oh, maybe you should have been clearer about that. Because sometimes we'll just be like, oh, I want X, right? And then I'm like, ooh, X came with this and this that I didn't really want, right? <laughs> so it's about getting clear yeah. about, like, really specific if you can. The next step I teach is belief, right? Trusting and knowing that, like, what you want, that, that seed in your heart that's planted there also wants you. Right, it wouldn't be there if you didn't have like the opportunity we'll call it to call it in and believing that good is coming to you. Um, you have in this writing here somewhere like allowing your life to get better. And I I just I just find the horses will often say, Do you trust that life can get better? Do you believe that life can get better? Do you try like the only thing you need to do is get out of your own way and know that good things are coming. <laughs> so okay. they are a reminder for that. Then the next step, which is release, surrender. It's like letting go of attachment because attachment is a form of lock energy and it can cause tension mm-hmm. and it can cause resistance. So it's like really letting go of the timeline of when, how it comes, and just being open and surrendered. It's like that neutrality of like, I'll still be okay even if I don't get this thing, right? Really knowing and believing that and knowing that maybe it adds to your life, but it doesn't make you who you are, right? So, um and then the next is receiving, which we could do a whole podcast on because you and I have talked at length about <laughs> receiving right. and what it means to have, you know, receiving docs connected to your body where you can actually allow good things in and you believe that you deserve them and you um, have the self-worth and the self-value to receive. Receiving is not easy for people because we've had especially women, all of these belief systems that we got to give, 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 and we got to earn and prove and all this stuff. But receiving is just this, like, God, in in my mind, it's like a God of surrender to, like, allowing things to come to you and being, and you know, being with them as they come and seeing them, recognizing them, right? Um, and then the last piece that I love to teach is just gratitude, which is just always say thank you. Say thank you to the people or the um spiritual support that helps you. I always thank the horses. I say thank you. I just got the client. I so appreciate you. Thanking my higher self, my intuition, just staying in the gratitude because it grows the energetic vibration. Gratitude is a high vibration of more, right? And I think the biggest thing that I just want to leave the viewers on and then I want to, the the listeners, I apologize. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so used to doing video, is that there's different levels of like you can manifest 
greedy and things you want, money, you know, cars, whatever it is. There's, there's no judgment on what it is you want to manifest. You have a reason for it. It's okay. And then there's the manifesting of the higher frequencies of 5D and being more light and being more loved and being more compassionate and being more patient. And that's really where my work comes in is helping people with those bigger emotional intelligence pieces. So I could talk about how I've manifested and what I've created, but I have some fun stories. I know you do too, Mom. We don't have mm-hmm. a lot more time. So how do you yeah. want to leave the listeners to, we, to we share can actually, about this? We actually have about another 15 minutes, they said. So we can oh, go for great. a little bit. All right. We yeah. can go over. That sounds good. So <laughs> let's do it then. Let's, uh, this one's going to be a little longer. Uh, what do you want to mostly share about this process, this this process I just shared? Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think, you asked me the question, what what do you do first? And that's to bring up your vibration. Uh, Take stock of where you are. Take a look at where your blocks are. You know, that whole point of deservingness, as you said, that's critical. You know, you must... But I I think a good way to look at it is kind of like it's, it's a flow. We talk about a flow with anything. Money cannot come in if there's not an outgo as well. It's a flow, a back and forth, a tide. Everything operates that way in this universe. And so the same thing happens. We have to allow this. We can talk about wanting it, but we also have to allow it. So it's both of those. It's constant, back and forth, in and out. Um, And I think that's an important thing, like you mentioned, to keep in mind. But I'm wondering if we should give them some ideas, some of the things that you've done, some of the things that I've done that will be helpful other than working at a vibrational level, um, which is the most important and the most critical, but how to go about raising that vibration. What what are some things that you can do? Um, like, and you mentioned before writing, I think journaling is a really important way to just simply put write down your ideas, put them in, on a piece of paper, manifest them visually, even if they haven't yet come into 3D reality for you. Or you use the idea of the the new moon wishes, you know, actually doing things. Vision boards, you talked about doing that. You've done a lot of that, Kate, right, with the vision boards. I have done vision boards for so many years. (laughs) I've done vision boards (laughs) with horses, without horses. If you want a link, I just did one with Bloom Planners, who I love. They have like a yearly planner company and they we did something called uh, Review, Reset, Reset, and Recommit. And we did a little mini vision board there. And like the whole point of vision boards is it's so visual, right? So you're moving from just one sense, which is like the mental thinking to the visual representation of what it looks like and it's a clearer picture and like the thing I always teach with vision boards is like make it it's got to feel good to you when you look at it but it also has to feel real and like USM or master's program always said make it 50% believable which is you know if you're making 20k this year are you going to be a millionaire next year you know, most likely that's not 50% believable unless you win the lottery, right? It's possible, of course, but it's like, what is 50% believable? And so I like to pull photos 
where, like, if I'm going to have a female in it, it better look like me. <laughs> I'm not going to have, you know, a female on there that doesn't look like me in my vision board because I'll probably, knowing me and how well I manifest, I'll meet that person. I'll be like, oh, cool, you got that scuba diving thing. And, yeah, I haven't yet, you know. So it's – and I I think they're fun to do on all different areas of life, right? And so mm-hmm. do one for travel, do one for your animals, do one for your house, do one for your relationship. Like, And I find a lot of people do like more generic ones or they just put a bunch of words and that's awesome and words are powerful. And I think like getting really specific is cool because I, no joke, did a vision board with this orange tabby kitten and then like years later looked at it and went, oh my God, I have the same exact photo of my orange tabby looking in the window in that same exact, I mean, the curtain isn't the same, but literally the rest of it is the same. I have the same photo of, of my orange tabby kitten that looks cool. just like what I put on my vision board. Yeah. So it really can. And the other thing I see with vision boards is take the photos that you have manifested and create a separate board called manifested board. So I have a board of, like, all the stuff I've manifested from the photos off of old vision boards. And you can also, if you don't want to do a big board, you can just get an eight and a half by 12 piece of paper and just do, like, one page for kind of each area of life and kind of flip through it in a book, um, like a scrapbook. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, really yeah. powerful, too. So. Yeah, it's just making it fun, getting into the feeling of it, getting clear on the visualization is, you know, there's so much about activating the senses when you're in co-creation with the universe. And then, then like, knowing that divine will knows what to do on the how and the when, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. There are so many we could get into. I know. I mean, you know, there's another one that I I had read this. It's called the three six nine rule, and it said write down first thing in the morning when you get up three write it down three times what it is that you want to manifest, and then sometime in the afternoon write it down six times what it is that you want to manifest, and then before you go to bed at night write it down nine times. So that it's a three, six, nine. And you, what it's like, my goodness, it's like the old being in elementary school, you had to write something out. You know, if you made a mistake, you had to write it out 10 times. That, that's not it. But it's like you constantly want to keep your human consciousness aware that this is what you are trying to actually bring about in your life. And so when you become aware of it, because that's what consciousness boils down to is awareness. If you become aware of it, you are much more likely to keep your focus on whatever it is that you want to do. Because that, that's a key piece to it is the whole idea of consistency and focus. Consistency, focus, and then like prioritization, right? Which is that I find a lot of women get pulled into like what their kids want or what their, you know, their husbands want Mm -hmm. or whatever their job wants of them. And then their like dreams really fall to the wayside. And, you know, or they're like, I'm going to need a lot of money for that. And I'm always like, I have manifested free trips to Hawaii and like, you know, other places. So I'm just like, you, you don't necessarily need to like have it be that linear process it can it's very mm-hmm. much a spiritual process and and that's the magic piece of like how cool this just showed up and how does how does it even work like that signs and symbols right. show up through the process of manifestation too and can you know you can play with that to test 
how well you're manifesting. You and I have always talked about parking karma and having great parking spots mm-hmm. show up. I have um, wonderful angels. And, they find me parking all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's they call parking a lot. But, but you also <laughs> have now like a consistent practice with asking. Absolutely. You believe that you're going to get good spots. You do, mm-hmm. and you're grateful. So it's like that process is there, and it can. And like I do like starting with small things. And then building to larger. And there's a piece Absolutely. here that it, that I still, I don't know, I want to say struggle with, but I still think about a lot, which is I still believe that we have to take action in the direction of our dreams. And USM would teach that. They say do one thing every Absolutely. day in the act, towards, towards the action in your dreams. Because it's not wishful thinking where you're just going to sell the universe that you want. And then, because I remember once I was sitting in the hot tub and I'm like, okay, why, why am I single? And I literally, my intuition went, how much time are you spending on that? Like, are you, so, and I was, you can't just wish for something once or ask for something once and then walk away and never think about it again. That's not the, the surrender process is letting go of attachment, but there still is a consistency. So like every new moon, I look at, what I've what I I put five down and I go okay well these have manifested this is super exciting thank you and then I look at the ones that have and I go what action do I maybe need to take here do how much clearer do I need to be the universe you know and mm-hmm. I re I recommit to them I recommit to these that are my values these are the things I most want right now and what we also have to realize is that we haven't mentioned it but competing intentions get in the way so you might think like for me i really want to be on another property and manifest living with my animals on a ranch that's like the biggest thing i want to manifest right now and it hasn't happened and i've been asking for it consistently for months and so i have to look at okay what part of what part of this is getting in the way part of it is my animals have an intention to stay so all of us are not on the same board the other thing is that i i still it's good enough and i'm okay there and it feels safe and comfortable so i go to like it's okay it's fine and i keep making the current reality fine (laughs) rather than really saying no i see myself somewhere else this is what it looks like this is what it feels like right and so it's like really taking dominion over your consciousness to create that change and to really weed out the competing intentions. A lot of women come to me, I want to be in a relationship, but I really I really love being single and I really I really like my freedom. And so they believe being in a relationship means they're not gonna have freedom and we have to re script and reprogram to yeah. understand you can still have both, for sure. <laughs> so they they often call it the the putting your foot on the gas and the brake back and forth back and forth. you're never going to go forward if you keep your foot part on the brake you know you got to keep it on the gas if you want to move forward so it's just kind of funny there's one Do little have, piece that I'd like yeah. to make before we go Katie and I I just we we talked about manifesting in it and it appears to my mind that we've talked a lot about a physical manifestation but as a divine being of consciousness you also have the right and it is in your nature as a divine being to manifest whatever it is. So if you want perfect health or if you want 
different relationships. By the way, I've yet to meet anyone that has perfect health. I saw that in your notes, and I'm like, no one. I don't know yeah. anyone that has perfect health. Well, so let's I, put it I this way. More perfect, more perfect is, than what it is. You know, no, is I'd old. say vibrant, vibrant vitality, <laughs> but well, more like than excellent health. <laughs> excellent health. <laughs> probably but better. No, I mean, yeah. that's also yeah. a physical manifestation. I think you're getting at the deeper stuff, which is the – manifestation that we're super untangible which is like one of my clients right now she just wants peace yeah and we just talk about what is peace what is zen what is relaxation what does it feel like how does it get created that is very untangible manifestation yeah and that's kind of what i'm talking about that we can do both you know it has to be both so okay i think we've covered a lot um I'm going to share the one last piece from the Metaphysical Center. There is a mantra that we use a lot, and it's called desire, belief, expectancy. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. You gave your five or six steps, and they broke it down into three. You desire whatever it is. You've already got the idea, so the pre-matter is there. You've thought of what it is. You desire it to happen. You believe that it will and that there's nothing in your way blocking it, and then you expect it, and that expectancy is what will bring it forward. That's yeah, my close. <laughs> I love it, and I and I my guides are coming and saying, and stay patient because you know we are yeah. doing our best. Um, but <laughs> it's just it. I love that description too. Like if you go into a restaurant and you order something, you don't just like jump up and check on the chef. Like, are you making my food? Are you doing it right? When's it coming? Like you just <laughs> know that they're going to bring you your food. And in many ways, it's the same thing when you're co-creating with the universal intelligence. It's right. like just trust that they're getting your order yeah. ready and be patient and um and i also believe really truly that we're manifesting faster now than ever before because we do Absolutely. have more light available to us and that's what's supporting that's right. it so we i think yeah. humanity is is that a higher vibration it is than we used to be so. yeah well this is super anyway interesting and, helpful. and thank you and i really appreciate yeah. you know all the work and energy you put into just pulling together so many years of teaching on all of these different, you know, topics, yeah. and um, hopefully people so have one some of really these good times, practices it'll, here it'll that they can work the, with. Oh, yeah, and one of these times soon, this information will be on the Metaphysical Center website. We are getting that. That's going to happen. So they can get, you know, the written format of this as well, <laughs> as well as listening to it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of really good ways of this is being described, and you can digest it and read it. And mm-hmm. it's like having a mini ebook. And people yep. can also reach out to me through katenelligan.com if they would like the Manifest Me, which is a really specific written form of a vision board. Uh, it is a free gift, something I love to give to people with instructions and examples and. Uh, also, if people want to have a catalyst call and talk about their dreams and how they can manifest them with or without the horses, um, both are super <laughs> powerful, as you, both in-person and virtual um, manifesting support. So thank you so much for listening, okay. and let us know if you have any questions. We're happy to answer them and support you on your journey, and we'll be back in a month with another topic. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.